Friday, April 22nd. On today's episode, Ezra Miller goes violent, Moon Knight goes Indiana Jones in episode 4, and I'm going crazy dealing with Netflix. I'm Jake Alexander, and this is the Tweakwell Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's Jake Alexander, the voice in the void, the lone wolf, your favorite host with the list, TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. How the hell are you? I hope you're all doing well. I am doing well. I've had me just one hell of a week. It's been tiring, but it has been fun. It has been uh, eventful. <laughs> the weather is starting to turn. It's starting to actually look and feel like spring around here in uh, Michigan. Uh, wherever you're at, I hope your weather is also turning and getting warm and staying warm uh, because cold weather is it sucks and it's seeming like it's lasting a lot longer than it used to but it, anyway it's spring and you know soon enough we'll have to be outside on those grills and cutting grass and, and trimming trees and stuff like that but either way I hope you all are doing well I'm doing well um, today's episode is going to be a good one we're going to talk uh, Ezra Miller we're going to talk Moon Knight episode 4 uh, all the craziness going on with Netflix and why they're getting on my nerves and uh, just a bunch of stuff. So, without further ado, let's get into it. So, let's start off today talking about the Batman. It's finally crossed $750 million. And, man, that is money well spent for me to go see it. I I saw it in theaters three times. And I was expecting it to reach somewhere close to that uh, $775 million mark. And, uh, and just maybe sneak past uh, No Time to Die. But nope, came in just under it. Uh, it's run at the box office. is now over. It is now streaming on HBO Max. So if you haven't watched it, do yourself a favor. Please sit down and watch this movie. It is so damn good. Robert Pattinson killed it. Um, Zoe Kravitz was really good. Everybody in this movie was just really good. The background sets, everything. We talked about it before. If you hadn't heard my review, uh, go back and look. Uh, go back and listen to the podcast episode with that, uh, with me and my buddy Willie. Uh, it's called Batman: uh, A Triumph. It was really a triumph, truly. I, I, that's not an understatement. I gave the movie a nine out of uh, nine out of ten. It was damn near perfect. Believe me, it was. A, it was a movie. And if you haven't seen it, like I said, HBO Max now streaming. Please sit down and watch it. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's out now. The trailer. The first teaser trailer for Thor Love and Thunder. Um, it looks good. I don't understand where they're going with the movie just yet. Just yet. I'm not shitting on it because I do want to see this movie. The trailer looks really good. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be slightly more comedic than uh, any of the other Thor movies because uh, there's a lot of comedic elements in the uh, Thor movies um, since they started running them. Um, it, that's fine and i'm okay with that I, but i don't know uh, how much they're going to do um guardians of the galaxy are in this film uh we see a lot of that uh looks like a more conflicted thor who just doesn't want to be you know the the almighty thor the the god the, the man who wields the hammer this that and the other he's basically just rolling around with the guardians um using stormbreaker as you know basically like a ship control nodule and uh we get a good look at um at uh jane foster at the end wielding monir so this movie's going to be really good i don't care what nobody says it's going to be really good uh i know a lot of people are going to be pissed off because you have a, basically a female thor but hey guess what it's in the comic books it's comic book material you don't like it then apparently you don't read comic books so we'll just leave it at that um ezra miller um i said in the top of the show we're going to talk about that i'm not going to get into it now because we've got a whole segment uh just for it but just letting you know he was arrested again in hawaii um, this time for assault. Um, it seems like second degree assault. Um, but either way, he's arrested. This is, um, this, like I said, the second time in just about a month flat. And uh, the reports say uh, the police has been called on him 10 times over, um, over the past maybe two and a half months, um, basically since the beginning of 2022. 
um, whatever's going on with him, man, it, whether it's a mental case or whatever, you know, where it's like a, some mental trauma or whatever's going on with him, somebody please talk to the man, keep him out of trouble, <laughs> please. Um, look, if you play video games as much as I do, you know, um, there are certain video games we really don't want to get into playing because they have a lot of ads in them. Well, guess what? You just may be getting those ads in every single type of video game, uh, not just the free to play games, uh, games in general. Sony and Microsoft are reportedly working on increasing ads inside of video games that's free to play and to pay games. Um, and that's not just for things online, that's for consoles as well. This is a bad idea. Um, I don't know who came up with this idea at Sony and I don't know why uh, Microsoft wants to do it either, but it's just a bad idea. Um, if I'm already buying a video game, I don't need ads inside the video games. We're already getting hit with um, paying to win games and microtransactions and things things of that nature. There's only one game I actually uh, actively pay for to play after I bought the game. Um, and, I, and that's Destiny. That is the only one. I'm not going to do that for every other game. Uh, if I have to, then there's going to be a lot of video games that I just never play. But that's my own personal opinion. Uh, you do what you have to do. Um, still talking about video games. Minecraft. Did anybody know that Minecraft had a movie coming? Because I didn't. Or maybe I did know and I talked about it before and I just forgot. Either way, there's a movie for Minecraft coming, coming from Warner Brothers. Um, they have their director finally hired, um, Jared Hess. If you don't know the name, this is the man who directed Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite was pretty funny. It had very good direction. So him, uh, Jared Hess as the director should be pretty cool. And they've hired their first actor. None other than Jason Momoa. Is there anything this man is not going to be in? He's been in everything. He's been in Atlantis. He's been in the desert. He's been in jungles. He's just everywhere. The man's just everywhere. <laughs> so I, I guess he's the new it guy, right? At one point, it was like Vin Diesel. And he's uh, Jason Momoa is basically encroaching in on the, the Rock's territory, right? Of being the it guy. Just hire him and have him with his shirt off and stick him in the movie. The guys want to be him. The ladies want to be with him. And everybody pays to see the movie. So I guess that's where they're going with this one. Um, still talked about video games. Um, Zelda. Breath of the Wild Part 2 has been delayed. Now, it was originally due out later this year. It's supposed to be sometime like September, October, maybe early, early as August. Um, but apparently it's being pushed back until spring of 2023. Um, that's just the short delay, honestly, it, it would seem. Because if it was coming out in August and being pushed back to the spring, you're talking um, April, maybe May, something like that. Um, that's fine most video games do find uh short delays and this is technically a short delay six months for a video game uh, in a delay that's pretty short um uh, ig aonuma who was the series producer he said that they were delaying it specifically for one reason and that's because they want to tighten up the gaming is experience so it would be quote something special that's cool because let's be for real how many video games over the past decade um have been released and they were unfinished where they they weren't up to snuff and you had to get all these patches out um downloads and whatnot to make the game uh the way it should have been when they first released it right so if he said hey we got it done but it can be better so we're just going to take a little extra time to make sure that it's better or as close to perfect as we can get it to me that's all cool right some of these other video game companies need to like take a note and start doing this more often um still talking about video games there's a lot of video game news today um snoop dog uh yeah and i know saying snoop dog and video game news it's, it's kind of weird but it's cool um if you play call of duty warzone then guess what you get your you get to have your character look like snoop dog so the new operator bundle that just came out it has snoop dog in it and he has a tommy gun which is called of all things the bong ripper you you can't be mad at that that's funny i don't even play call of duty warzone but i'll probably get into it just so i can have my character look like snoop dogg and i can use a tommy gun called the bong ripper i thought that was pretty cool um it's been a big couple of weeks for snoop dogg so the man purchases death row records um basically the very next day he takes everything from death row off of streaming sites that's a lot of music right um, and even if you don't realize it, that is a lot of music. Um, he took he took the entire Death Row catalog off of streaming sites. Uh, people asked why. He said, "Well, hey, they don't pay a lot of money uh, into the company for you know having my catalog, which is now his catalog, uh, having my catalog out there. So why should I let them use the music?" And that's 
correct right wasn't that the whole thing behind jay-z starting title um uh so music artists and the companies that put the music out especially the uh, smaller ones and the black owned ones like rockefeller and now um death row um so they can actually get paid what they're supposed to get paid so you know big up snoop dogg um he also launched an nft project uh for the metaverse um look man snoop dogg is the, the man knows how to make money he knows how to use his brand to make money and y'all better take note and follow suit get some of that money too because believe me i'm i'm trying my damnedest to do exactly what he's doing um pierce brosnan I'm pretty sure you've heard the name a million times. He's soon to be Dr. Fate in, uh, in one of DC's upcoming flicks. Uh, that's in Black Adam. Um, but he has been he has been interviewed for a new movie coming out. And he said he hated his time as James Bond. That's a long time as James Bond. The man was in four movies playing James Bond. But he said he looks back at it um, with loathing. He said he feels somehow that he just didn't live up to the Bond mystique. And the movies just didn't, you know... They just don't sit right with him. Now, of the four movies he did, Golden Eye, Tomorrow Never Dies, The World Is Not Enough, and Die Another Day, I personally didn't think any of them were horrible. I pretty much liked all of them. Um, of my top five uh, Bond movies, two of them are uh, Pierce Brosnan, Golden Eye, and uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. I love those movies. Both of them, both of them are really good. Um, but I, I kind of understand what he was talking about when you compare his run uh, as James Bond in those movies and compare them to every other movies, especially now with uh, uh, Daniel Craig uh, ending his run. Um, yeah, his movies were kind of, let's just say vanilla. I'm not going to say they were boring because to me, they weren't boring. Um, they were just played straight down the middle. They were just popcorn action flicks. They weren't exactly the whole, you know, they didn't play up like what later Daniel Craig uh, became and they didn't play up how other guys like Timothy Dalton and um, the other Bonds before Pierce Brosnan um, were and that's cool it's, it's not really his fault it's nothing about what he did that's just how movies at that time were right they were all kind of just straight middle of the road nobody really took a lot of chances in, in filming back then it was cool um, GoldenEye especially still holds up it's one of the best Bond movies period that's just my opinion but hey um, his new movie that's coming out is called Fast Charlie, and it also stars Marina Bakarin. If you don't remember who that is, that's the woman who played um, um, Deadpool's wife in the first Deadpool movie. Um, but yeah, it, uh, this new movie called Fast Charlie stars them too, and they said it's supposed to be very, viol uh, very violent. So let's see how this goes because you know I like Marina Bakarin, I like you know I like Pierce Brosnan, and I like violent movies. So you know, add them three together, and you, you got my money. Take. It um still talking about movies keanu reeves um so just say keanu reeves plus marvel right so i bet you i bet i got your attention with that one um so apparently keanu reeves has been cast in a secret role in an upcoming marvel movie and i'm not gonna lie i have no idea what the role is gonna be and i'll be still honest i don't particularly care it's keanu reeves the man knows how to act pretty much every single thing he's been in i liked i don't like every single thing but damn near every single thing he's been in i like um so whatever that role could be i can't wait to see it i hope it's something special and i hope it's uh long lasting now long lasting for me means at least two films it don't have to be you know the the entire uh phase four run it's just more than once i just want to see keanu reeves in something in marvel just more than once it, it, it's cool um and something a little bit more than a cameo please um it even could be something in uh, multiverse of madness it's but that movie's supposed to be nuts i said when the first doctor strange movie came out that it was going to be something completely different versus whatever uh marvel was doing or whatever they were going to do and it was going to set a new standard and i was right and i'm i have a feeling multiverse of madness is going to take that and to an even higher level um speaking of movies and marvel but this isn't uh the disney mcu technically um across the spider-verse and a handful of other Sony films are now being delayed. So let's follow this. Um, Across the Spider-Verse is two different films that is the follow-up to Into the Spider-Verse. Got that? Okay, it's not one, it's two films. So the first one, uh, Across the Spider-Verse, was due out in October of this year. That's being delayed. It's being delayed until June of 2023. The second one was supposed to come out in August 2023, but now it's being delayed until March 2024 um the other spider-man 
ish connected movie that was supposed to come out um next year was also um madam webb now that was supposed to be 2023 i think it's still 2023 but it's not going to be early 2023 it's going to be july of 2023 so let's see how that happened and um uh, another one of sony's films that's being uh, delayed uh the equalizer denzel washington uh this is part three it's being moved back to september 1st of 2023 so um i don't think anything's uh bad i think a lot of these are being moved because uh, a lot of uh across the spider-verse and madam webb is tied to um uh no way home and morbius and venom and all those because you know like i said before sony is trying to build the spider-verse exactly the way the um, marvel and kevin feige has built up the mcu and they're trying to have their own spider-man spider-verse thing and the animated films uh the animated films are a part of that um so i guess that's why those got pushed back and because you do you push so many of those films back now you have to push back all the other films so your films don't overlap with your other films and then you have competition amongst yourself and then movie sales suffer so i guess that's why the equalizer got pushed back either way i i do want to see equalizer three i definitely want to i definitely want to see across the spider verse one and two and as much as everybody is kind of poo-pooing this idea of a madam web movie i want to see how it turns out whether it's good or bad i still want to see it and still see how it turns out right um last thing in the news today before we get out of here just this is just a personal thing um everybody who's listened to this podcast at least once or twice or whatever you heard me say it a thousand times i love me some k-pop right so one of my favorite bands right now is called Dreamcatcher. a uh, group of seven women they sing have two of them that rap um they dance everything they're just a great group um since their debut back in uh 2000 it's been five years so let's say 2017 um and actually before that 2014 they debuted on, under the name minx um and there was only five in that group and then they re-debuted with seven people as Dreamcatcher. either way um they've been searching for their first show win i can't explain how the show wins you know work uh just just imagine that this is a korea uh korean version of uh uh, what was that old show what was it called star search like that right so just imagine that these that they go on shows similar to star search now since they've debuted they've never had a win never and everybody has agreed that they've been robbed at least twice right and they should have won at least one by now but they finally got one uh just as, uh on the 20th just a couple of days ago they got their first win um um i i can't really explain to you as a fan how cool it is just look at it this way if you are into soap operas remember how happy you were when uh susan lucci finally won the daytime emmy yeah sort of like that it's like that right this i'm just happy that they finally won one they deserved one long time ago uh, and they're one of my favorites they are a really good group uh if you want to see if you want to hear uh how they um how they sound go to youtube Dreamcatcher is spelled exactly how it sounds and listen to their new song my song um listen to scream listen to odd eye Peary, any of their songs they're just really good um they do rock and roll and uh metal instead of the traditional you know pop and cutesy girl stuff for k-pop they are just very unique and they're very cool so if you don't if you don't know who it is give do yourself a favor and then have a little treat over the weekend listen to Dreamcatcher on <laughs> anyway so that's all the news don't forget to follow the ig page uh the at the underscore tweak underscore pod don't forget to follow on youtube at viral wolf that's v-y-r-a-l wolf uh all one word um outside of that i'm gonna take a break go grab some coffee and when we come back we're gonna talk about ezra miller and the fallout from his arrest ezra miller is gone done Benito, out. Doesn't matter how you slice it. You just look at the facts of the situation of everything that's gone on in the past month, month and a half. And you just have to tell yourself, as far as Ezra Miller being the flash going forward, this is the end. This is the end game. It's over. Um, by the time the flash movie is over, by the time the last credit, uh, last bit of credits roll, I promise you there will be a new flash in place. Um, WBDC, uh, they're not going to go back and reshoot this entire movie with a new guy. Um, I've said this from the time of his first arrest 
um, what they're going to do is they're going to release the movie as usual, but without him knowing or without telling any of us, they're going to shoot some new scenes, whoever they have um, in mind or whoever they finally decide to pick as the replacement for uh, Miller. What they're going to do is they're going to shoot some after credit scenes and then they're going to stick it in. And what's going to happen is the last thing we see is the face of the new person playing the flash. And by the time that movie's over, that's when they'll announce it. And that's what they're going to do. Um, that was always my guess. I'm still saying that's what they're going to do. If they don't do that, I it will be totally surprised. Um, this isn't about me telling you, um, hey, this guy is wrong and he should be pulled out as flash. You just have to look at the facts of the entire situation. Um, late March, uh, around the 22nd or 23rd, uh, Ezra Miller was arrested after violently berating and uh, throwing a chair at a couple at a karaoke bar. Um, that was late March. And since early March, even since going back to January, he's had the police in this same area of Hilo, Hawaii, um, had the police called on him a grand total of 10 times. He was never arrested. There was a restraining order from that couple at the karaoke bar placed against him. They later dropped it after uh, Miller uh, agreed to stay away from them and not talk to them anymore, even if he saw them in the neighborhood. So they dropped the charges and they dropped the uh, restraining order against him. And then a couple weeks later after that, he gets arrested again, this time for physically assaulting a woman. Um, they say what happened is she was jokingly challenging him to a fight um, at a bar and he choked her. That's the story that's, that's being told. And um, at, look, it doesn't matter how you feel about it. He's done. His time as the flash is over. So I don't personally, I, I can't pass judgment. I wasn't there. It is not my job to, you know, tell you how things should play out in a court of law or even tell you how, you know, tell you how I think um, the judge should, you know, uh, uh, file charges, this, that, and the other. I'm, I'm The political process, let them do what they do. That is my job. Now, what I do want to do is talk to you today about who I think should replace Ezra Miller as Flash going forward. Right? I got four names. A uh, couple of them you should know. Actually, you should probably know all the names. Uh, if you don't, I want to tell you where they're from and tell you why I think they would fit uh, good going forward. Um, so, number one name on the list people have been talking about this since the first arrest is grant gustin um he plays the flash in the Arrowverse. we all know how good he is as the flash um most people would say hey i don't want the flash from the Arrowverse in the movies i want them to remain separate but let's be quite honest um both uh universes are 50 50 about uh people liking them or disliking them, right some people like the arrow the arrowverse some people don't um some people like the dceu movies some don't um so why not take the, with the best parts of each one meld them together um the uh, wb and dc have already said that that's what they want to do going forward um sort of they said they want to revitalize superman they want to take all their characters that they have now and give them basically a new lease on life They've explicitly said that they're going out to find their own quote unquote Kevin Feige, some somebody who can just take the reins of the entire universe and give it one cohesive vision in a, in a straight line going forward. Um, I personally said I didn't want that. I didn't want uh, WBDC doing what Marvel does. But hey, if that's what they want to do, it is what it is. As long as the movies are good, I'm fine with it. It is what it is. Uh, but yeah, number one on that list is Grant Gustin. We all know who he is. Um, number two on my list is Sam Claflin. Now, if you don't remember the face, but you remember the name, this is the man who played Finnick O'Dare in the Hunger Games series. Um, there's, there are plenty of photo edits out there of, um, of Claflin wearing the, the speedsters, uh, the Scarlet speedsters, uh, suit. Um, he looks good in it, but I, I think he would be a good, uh, flash because, I think he can bring that sadness to the flash. Um, a lot of, um, a lot of times when we see the flash, he's the, he's the jokester, especially Barry Allen. He's, he's kind of not so much cocky, but he's just the, the, the weirdo. Right. Um, I think you need to bring just a little bit of sadness to the character, make him just a little bit more human. Right. We all know he's a superhero, but the best, best scenes and the best, uh, 
versions of every superhero is when those superheroes have are you know are brought down a peg and they have a lot more humanity built into them so i think if you have claflin you get that just just by optics just by looking in his face you get that and he does have the acne chops in order to bring that to life um the next guy is pretty much the exact same reasons as claflin is a uh, dylan o'brien um go back and look at the maze runner franchise he's all over that all over that one i forgot his character's name but he's all in that one really good actor um i think if i'm not mistaken he may be just a tad bit older than ezra miller but he still looks very young he has the hair and the face and the build to be flash and the same like i said the same reasons for sam claflin is the same reasons for dylan o'brien he can bring that humanity and uh bring that earthiness down to the flash and i think it would be really good and who knows you might not even get like barry allen you might get like wally west and that'd be kind of cool right you have just all the the storylines get all screwed up because of the events of the flash movie and instead of getting barry allen in the end you wind up with wally west either way dylan o'brien number three on the list and last on the list lucas teal now look ever since uh x-men first class and that's who that's where he's from he plays havoc in x-men first class ever since that film uh came out and people saw him play uh, havoc everybody has said hey he's good in this but he really needs to open up and find some other roles uh, same thing with dylan o'brien um they've always been talked about for other roles um who knows maybe he leaves um you know leaves marvel alone for a while even though that was fox but Disney now owns Fox, so it's all it's all under the same banner. Uh, maybe he leaves Marvel proper and goes to DC and um, gets a new lease on life. We've seen it happen with Ryan Reynolds. Everybody hated the Green Lantern movie, and we, we might have to talk about the Green Lantern movie later on because as much as I disliked it then, it's kind of grown on me. I see I see flashes of brilliance in that movie that I didn't see in the first few go around, but that's a whole nother story. Um, but yeah, maybe like Ryan Reynolds leaving DC and the green Lantern movie behind to become the, the wonder of a Deadpool uh, that we all have come to love. Maybe Lucas Steele does that in the, in the reverse. He leaves Marvel and goes to DC, gets a new lease on life and becomes, you know, just becomes that character. But either way, um, those are the four guys I believe that uh, should um, get a good look at to replace Ezra Miller going forward as the flash. Um, but overall, like I said, at the top of that, Ezra Miller's done. He's not going to be flash. Um, by the time this movie is over in hell, who knows? Maybe they'll shoot some scenes and recut the movie where halfway through the movie, <laughs> it's no longer him. It's somebody else, uh, playing, uh, Barry Allen. And by the time the movie's over, uh, he becomes Wally West. Who knows? There's no telling with, you know, with, with, uh, movies and the magic of movies and editing, there's no telling what you can do. <laughs> we'll be right back uh, after this break. And when we do, we're going to be talking about Netflix and just how much they're starting to get on my nerves. Do you remember Blockbuster? For a lot of you, maybe not. Um, if you were anywhere near my age, I guaranteed you remember Blockbuster. Do you remember what it was like only having cable and having Blockbuster? Like I said, for most of you, maybe not. If you're anywhere near my age, maybe you do. Now, they say Netflix killed Blockbuster when really Blockbuster killed itself. They just never got with the times. It is what it is. There are video stores still out there. Netflix, like I said, they just didn't keep up. Now, they say Netflix is killing cable. They're one of the reasons why uh, cable subscriptions and people just don't have cable channels anymore um, or as much as they used to. What's the whole point of paying some abnormous fee only to watch a few channels when you can pay one smaller fee and watch whatever the hell you want at any given time? That's the whole point of streaming services, right? But, but and this is a big but, we're starting to go the opposite direction too far. The whole point, like I said, for streaming uh, stations is that I can watch whatever I want at any given time. It can always be something I want to watch, right? And I'm paying a smaller price. Even if you have three, four, five streaming sites, you're still not paying what you used to in a cable channel. I mean, if uh, you're still not paying what you used to for cable service or satellite service, whatever. But, that's starting to not be the case. So over the past, I would say two months, Netflix has raised its uh, price for the um, 
highest streaming uh highest streaming service within their within their uh pay brackets so what i used to pay at just about 12.99 a month i now pay 21 bucks right 20.99 now even with that and still with oh god paramount plus and amazon prime and disney plus and all the other ones i'm still paying far less than 100 bucks a month Look, I know how to shop. I know how to wait for pro- promos, and I know how to get on the phone and say, "Hey, uh, either I keep the promo price, or you can just you cut it off right now." But that's a whole another thing. We'll talk about that later. But what Netflix is starting to do now is raise its price left and right. Now that should worry us, not because Netflix is raising its price, but because Netflix is the largest streaming uh, service on the planet. Period. It's not even close. Its closest competition is Disney. And they still outpace Disney five to one, even with Netflix losing for the first time in 10 years subscribers to the tune of 700 and just about 770,000 people over the past month. They are still outpacing everybody by a clear country mile. Add on the fact that most of those subscribers that they lost is because they pulled out of Russia. So if you take away the Russian subscribers that they lost, then guess what? They actually gained subscribers over the last month. They didn't lose anybody. They are that big. So what's so what's to stop anybody else from trying to keep up with Netflix by saying, hey, they're raising their price. I'm going to raise my price, too, because let's be for real. We're not going to get rid of it because we don't want to go back to cable. It sucks because they got us by they got us by the balls. There's nothing we can do about it. We either go back to cable or we get rid of every single streaming site. Or maybe pare down to just two. And if you do that, you're going to miss out on just the, all the things that we've come used to come used to watching every single day. It's sad because the whole point of Netflix was to get away from cable, pay a lesser price, have more of what you want at your fingertips. And not only are they raising the price, but Netflix is also now going to start adding ads. And then to top it off at the point of the spear right toward our wallets. Netflix is now starting to crack down on password sharing. Now, me paying $20 a month, I never actually did share my password. Now, if somebody I knew wanted to use it, I didn't particularly care. I wasn't going to charge them anything. I'm already paying for it. I'm just that cool, right? Or at least I think I'm cool. But once they start to crack down on password sharing, how many people are, are you know, just going to cancel their su- subscription because it's like, hey, I was paying for it only because I was sharing my password and somebody was, you know, uh, give me a little extra to help pay for the bill, but now I'm not, you know, I can't, I can't share it. Uh, they won't get it. They won't pay me for it. Then, then what happens then? Well, first off, Netflix is going to lose a handful of subscribers, but not many. Secondly, their price increase, they isn't going to go down. It's going to stay where it's at. Those ads, they're going to keep coming. Why? Because there is a ass load of money to be made from those ads. That, which completely goes against streaming because the whole point of streaming something on one of these websites is because, hey, no commercials. Because, you know, commercials suck, except during Super Bowl. But that's different. <laughs> yeah, Netflix is basically going the way that cable went. So I got to ask myself, is this the end of Netflix? No. I'm not even going to say that it is. I'm not even going to say maybe. It's not. Netflix isn't going anywhere. What's going to happen is Netflix is going to keep its price hiked up. They're going to streamline their services between the people who have passwords. And if you don't have a password, you're either going to have to pay for it or go somewhere else. And more than likely, all those people who get blocked out because they are sharing passwords, they're just going to opt in and buy their own subscription. And then all those people that we think that Netflix lost, they'll get back three. They'll get back three to four times more than what we think they lost. Even though, as I just explained, they didn't really lose anybody. And then what's going to happen? We're going to have streaming services with ads every five seconds. And it's just going to feel like cable. So we have a choice to make. Either we stick with the streaming sites or we go back to cable. Because let's be honest, nobody's going to stop watching TV. I'm going to take a break. And when we come back, Moon Knight Episode 4.
With only two episodes left, Moon Knight delivers its best episode yet. You get Indiana Jones meets National Treasure meets the Goonies with a little bit of a love triangle. And did I mention a zombie? We'll get to that in a second. And also, that cliffhanger at the end, it basically rewrites everything we've seen thus far. But let's talk about it. So episode four sees Stephen firmly in control as he and later uh, Layla enter the tomb of Amit looking for the Upshapti. We'll get to that later as well. Stephen is basically at his best at this point. His uh, knowledge of everything Egyptian um, mythology-wise allows him and Layla to safely enter and traverse through the tomb without much of an incident. Um, Layla winds up having to fight a Heka. Now, that's that tomb zombie that I was talking about. It's basically a guardian. Um, we actually even get to see this guardian rip apart one of Harold's uh, men and steal his organs while the guy is still alive. Pretty, go- pretty gory, but it's pretty cool. They don't actually show anything, you know, too bad, but it's still pretty cool to see that. Um, Layla winds up killing the uh, zombie uh, guardian and getting away from it. Uh, but then she encounters um, Harold and he tells her about how her father was killed and uh, she basically pieces together and says out loud that Mark was one of the mercenaries there. And that's comic accurate. And it's kind of cool that we actually get that scene between Harold and um, Layla because it confirms that Layla is uh, from the comics Marlene Alderaan. Um She is um, Moon Knight's one of his constant companions and his uh, his love interest inside the comics. So it basically confirms that this uh, Layla and her are basically the same person. Um Stephen, who is still in control, he actually finds the actual tomb of Amit and walks up to the sarcophagus and figures out that the last avatar who was the voice of Amit uh, was none other than Alexander the Great. Um, so in, in order to find the Ushapti, which is this stone figure that holds Amit, uh, it's inside the sarcophagus, but technically it's actually inside Alexander's throat. So he has to reach down into it and find it, which he does. Um, Layla catches up to him and confronts Mark about what happened to her father. And uh, that's when he relinquishes control to Stephen, um, which is basically a callback to the previous episode when uh, Stephen realized that, hey, this is beyond my pay grade. I can't do this. So, uh, hey, Mark, take over. Um and Mark tells the comic book accurate story of how, yeah, I was there when um, your father was killed. It was my partner. Um, uh, he tells the story that, hey, you know, my partner got greedy um, and he basically killed everybody inside of this archaeologic uh, ar- dig. Try saying that three times fast. Um, and when he tried to stop uh, stop him, his partner even uh, killed him. Um, this is Bushman from the comic books. Um they decided not to use Bushman as a as a character uh, for Moon Knight because, and this is direct directly from the showrunner, um, that because his how you present Bushman and everything in the comics and how you would have to present him in this, he's too much. And we talked about this before. He's too much like um, Killmonger from uh, Black Panther, so they didn't want to have two characters inside the MCU, and they were basically the same. So they went the Arthur Harrow route, and thus far. It's been a good. It's been a good call. Arthur Harrell's character and uh, Ethan Hawke playing him has been really, really good. Um, um, moving along the story, uh, after he tells her the story about what happened to her father, all the you know the love and the the con- confronting and the story between them is cut short because Harrell and his goons finally catch up to them inside of the um, of the tomb. Mark is now in still in control. Um, Harold gives him a choice, like hey. You know, this is the part of the story where you have a choice. Basically tell them, hey, just join me. Give me the Ushapti. And then, you know, I'll just let you join me and we'll be we'll be cool. Um, Mark almost looks like he's going to do it, but it's all a ploy. He kills two of the uh, guards that are uh, with Harold, but it's all for nothing. Uh, Harold guns Mark down, shoots him twice in the chest. And Mark falls and seemingly dies in a pool of tomb water. Yuck. Um, but this is where it all gets weird because Mark technically doesn't die um when he's when he falls into the water he seems to fall into basically another state of of living and falls through this this giant white light there's another uh, easter egg every time there's something happening around mark or inside mark's head there's always this white light which is a call to you know the fact that moon knight wears white um but when he wakes up he wakes up inside of a wheelchair in a mental hosp- hospital um, and everybody from the series thus far is there. Um, Layla, his boss, and uh, the living statue from episode one, they're all patients. Uh, Harold's uh, police force, uh, police enforcers, uh, the two, the guy and the woman, 
uh, from um, episode two uh, when they arrest Mark. He they're orderlies inside this hospital. Even Harold is Mark's psychiatrist. Um, even we even get this like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom Easter egg in the form of a movie playing inside the hospital. The film is actually called Tomb Buster, and the central character in this one is Doctor Stephen Grant. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I I love that fact that they actually just threw that in there real quick, and uh, um, it's all for nothing because even though Harrow is acting as the um psychiatrist and trying to talk Mark basically off the ledge and trying to get him to confront that everything that's going on is all innocent. He's, uh, he's actually crazy. Um, Mark figures out that this is all an illusion. He gets out of Harold's office, hides, and he finds Stephen trapped in the sarcophagus and we get this nice little quick bromance hug as these two who have basically been living inside the same head but, but have been at odds. Now you get to see them standing side by side. Mark in all white, uh, Stephen in uh, two shades of blue, uh, hospital garb. Um, they had give, give a nice little bromance hug and they, they tried to escape together. Um, as they try to es escape together, there's another sarcophagus and it's shaking and it seems like someone is trying to break out, but they ignore it and keep running. Now I can pretty much guarantee you the, the inside the, in the comic book, there are three, uh, voices inside, inside this one head, not including, uh, Kanju. Um, there's Mark, there's Steven, and there's a third one called Jake Lockley. Now in the last episode we saw, um, Mark and Steven both basically blank out for a second, kill some guys and then accusing the other of killing them. Um, that was an allusion to the fact that there may be another, um, person inside the head who is trying to take, who's trying to get out and take control. Um, this is another one of those, another one of those callbacks. This is, I guarantee you, this is going to be Jake Lockley. He's trying to come through. He's trying to get out. This is the third one. And it'll be, it'll be cool to see what happens in the last two episodes. If they actually bring out that third, uh, that third, um, personality and let him have a run, uh, at some point. Um, but as the two ignore that sarcophagus, as it's shaking, they run down the hallway and they're about to exit the building when they open the door and they are confronted by a talking hippo <laughs> that says, hi, and the hippo is dressed in uh, traditional uh, Egyptian godlike uh, uh, armor and gold and whatnot. And they we get this nice little movie grade uh, double scream of the two of them staring at this talking hippo in, in the door. And it was it was funny to say the least. Um, now the hippo itself uh, is actually another of the uh, Egyptian gods. She um, she is Tarawet, um, and she's voiced by Antonia Antonia Salib. Um, she, um, Tarawet is the Egyptian goddess of childbirth and she protects women and children and, uh, not only childbirth, but childbirth and fertility. And she, and she's a protector of women and children as well. Um, and she is not a, uh, God from the comic book. This is a real Egyptian God. And it's, it's like I said, it's not inspired by some comic character. And that's rare to see a character brought in to, and used to effect. That's not an MCU original, right? That's pretty damn cool i thought that was pretty cool um a bunch of easter eggs just in case you missed it um um at the opening of the uh episode we see uh we see a bunch of ushapti the little stone figurines um the one for uh Kanshu after he was placed inside of the uh inside of the stone figurine uh we see his being placed on this wall full of other imprisoned uh egyptian gods and it looks like the Ennead, the uh, the few Egyptian gods that are sitting on that council during that trial, uh, they've been busy over the years in trapping other um, Egyptian gods. And I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, we get a flashback to the younger Harrow, uh, seeing him as Conchu's uh, avatar. That was pretty damn cool. Um, I'm, I'm, I want to guess that the, the guilt, maybe, of what happened to Layla's father is what um, is what caused uh, the, the trauma and the, the split in Mark's personality and maybe that's what they're kind of saying in the um in the uh, in the show um because remember in the comics he suffers from a disassociative identity disorder due to uh, childhood trauma but i think maybe that they're using what happened with layla's father as the the cause of that trauma and that's how he wound up with a split personality i don't know that for a fact but i think maybe that's the case um uh it was kind of cool when um when uh mark not mark when steven pulls out the ushapti for amit it has the head of a crocodile, and that's pretty much just like the, the ancient Egyptian art for her. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe we could see her in physical form sometime before these last two episodes are over. Because, yes, there's only two episodes left. Um, but, yeah, uh, hopefully we could see that. Um, 
uh, Dr. Stephen Grant, like I said, from the from the movie inside of the that's playing on on the TV inside of the hospital. Um, I, I, if you listen closely, some of Indiana Jones's music is actually playing uh, uh, in that movie. Uh, John from John Williams, the the the, the very much uh, um, genius as uh, behind music for not just um, Indiana Jones but a score of other movies. He's he's great. But yeah, some of Indiana Jones movies uh, music is playing in that in that film. Um, the Guardians. Um, that are walking around the tomb as uh, everybody's trying to find a Miss Ushapti. I thought that was really cool how they uh, stuck that in there. It was, like I said, um, when he killed the uh, one of Harold's guards and took his organs and placed them in the canoptic jars, um, very much like the mummy. Uh, it very much a throwback to that. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Um, the, ins- the mental institution kind of reminds me of Legion. Now, that was a Marvel show, I want to say from 2017 to 2019. It might have been before 2017. But I want to say 2017 to 2019. It's not part of the MCU. Uh, if you haven't seen it, watch it on Hulu. It uh, it explored mental illness just like Moon Knight. Um, it is a good show if you've never seen it. Please watch it. Um, this whole episode has just been nuts right everything that we've seen thus far because of that last 10 minutes of the episode and everything that happens inside of this mental institution they're maybe trying to tell us that hey maybe this none of what you've seen thus far is real it's all in mark's head and now what you're seeing is real but we don't know we got two more episodes let's see what happens um i can't wait to see what happens inside of this um uh, in, inside this uh, show for the last two episodes because everything that we've seen thus far has been a handful of a couple of plot holes, right? But then they fix the plot holes by introducing um, more of uh, Mark slash Steven's psychosis as reasons to what's going on. Um, a lot of this show is um, very much taken from uh, the 2016 comic book run uh, from um, Jeff Lemire, um, and th- yeah, that comes directly from uh, Justin Benson and uh, Aaron uh, Moorhead um, uh, during an interview with Entertainment Weekly a, f- a few weeks before the uh, show dropped. Um, if you've never read Moon Knight at all, try to find that comic book run. Everything in that comic book seems to be the the inspiration behind the show's um, the show's um, uh, genesis. Moon Knight is getting uh, it was already good. But now it's getting to the level of great. I love the I love the fact that they're taking mental illness, and they're get, they're may, basically they're trying to get people to digest what mental illness is like inside of a person's head. But but at the same time, they're giving you this great uh, action uh, action adventure uh, uh, Egyptian and like I said, Indiana Jones and the Mummy and the National Treasure and the Goonies, all of them, all they're all thrown together to give you this nice little action run. Um, but they are looking at the the mental aspect of it, especially now with Mark waking up inside of the uh, the mental hospital. Um, like I said, these last two episodes are going to be packed with a lot of stuff. So when they drop, I'm going to watch them. We're going to come back and talk to them. Um, we're going to come back to talk to you and talk about it. I should say. Um, like I said, it's on Disney Plus. If you have not watched it, go watch it. Um, yeah, I know a lot of spoilers today, but hey, man, this episode was too much fun not to have spoilers into it. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to leave for the weekend with the last call. So we've come to the end of this very episode and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for uh, tuning in and listening. You did not have to do it. I say this all the time, right? Uh, You did not have to be sitting there or on your treadmill or out for a walk, whatever you're doing, listening to this pokey little podcast. You didn't have to You could be doing a million other things. Uh, You could be out cutting your grass. It's it's warm enough. And I think with all the rain we've gotten over the last few weeks, a few of us might need to get out there and do our lawns like now. Uh, but yeah, you don't have to be doing it. You don't have to be sitting there listening. You can be doing anything else, man. I do appreciate it uh, from the bottom of my heart. Truly, truly, I appreciate you uh, tuning in to this pokey little podcast and listening. Um, uh, good news going forward. So um, in a couple of uh, a little bit over a week, maybe 10 days. So not this Monday, but the following Monday after that um, on YouTube, on our YouTube page, um, there, there will be a video episode of the podcast i'll be sitting down talking to a good friend of mine about the mcu and comic book movies in general his name is mike he has very strong opinions about the mcu he is 
Ooh, let's just say he is not a fan, <laughs> right? Um, um, we do agree on a handful of things, but mostly we disagree. But it, it's going to be just a good conversation. It's going to be enlightening, um, uh, to say the least. So I want you to tune in for that. Like I said, that's going to be on YouTube and actually a couple other places uh, for, for the video. Um, I'll let you know all the details next Friday. Um, besides that, man, I just want you to get out there. Have a good weekend. Take care of yourself. Enjoy the weather. It's supposed to be nice in, you know, most of the places. Uh, if, if the weather's not nice, then you stay in the house and, you know, enjoy life that way. Do something. Drink a cup of tea and watch the rain or snow or whatever's going on outside the window. But whatever's going to happen this weekend, take care of yourself. Be good to yourself. Be good to everybody around you. Um, take care of, let's test, let's just take care of each other, right? How about we do that? Make the world a better place. I know that sounds really cliche and really corny but you know this we need that a little bit more <laughs> than nowadays than we have ever um outside of that um i don't think i want to do this weekend i'm just going to enjoy the weather and um there's an actual a toy convention going on near me i might stop in at that and um you know check out some stuff maybe i'll buy some legos uh, for me and the, me and the uh, kids because we all like legos and you can never have enough legos right you can never um, unless you're walking through the house and sometime in the middle of the night and don't see them and step on them and then then you have too many legs that's how you know you have too many um this astronomicon is actually this weekend um here in metro detroit um it's one of the, the conventions here in michigan in southeast southeastern michigan i to say um uh, god if i have if i have time or if i remember if i can uh, get over there i'm gonna go over there and i'll take some video of that and maybe we'll put that on youtube too that hopefully crush fingers maybe i do make it to that um but either way uh have a good weekend like i said take care of yourselves take care of each other and we're going to end this episode the same way we always do for nikki rev god bless i love you and peace <laughs>